0: Hey, I'm Sam. And I'm Lizzie. And we're queer people who love movies. This is Subtextual.
1: So Sam, last episode, I made you a promise. And I just want you to know I'm here to deliver on that promise. I don't even remember what you promised me. (laughs) I promised that I would do next like a shitty bisexual movie. Oh, hell yeah. Those are my favorite movies. They are numerous and they are all shitty. Absolutely. Okay. What do you got for me? So this week we're doing an action movie starring a woman. A human woman. It is Atomic Blonde. Have you seen this movie? I can't tell if it's another one of those things where
0: I just like... Watch the compilations, but maybe you haven't seen the whole movie. I feel like I turned it on and
1: maybe I turned it off, which I feel bad about. Uh, I don't know. You shouldn't feel bad about that. I mean, action movies are kind of made to be just, like, watched at your convenience. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to give them all your time and attention, you know? Just whenever yeah. you have it.
0: Yeah, they're not meant to, like, you know, situate your whole day around yeah, watching exactly. a dumb, like... Fast and the Furious movie.
1: <laughs> who would ever watch a Fast and the Furious movie? I don't know anyone in this room who would. <laughs> um, so, so, like, what do you know about the film? Do you know anything? Have you seen any images that stuck with you? Like, Yeah, I know Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. Theron? She's the... Theron. The Ron, Charlize
0: <laughs> Theron. I know she's in it, and um, she's blonde, atomically. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I've seen the scenes with her and that other woman. Yeah. She's really hot. Is she, like,
1: in a Bond movie or am I, like, thinking of somebody else? That woman's name is Sofia Boutella. And oh, yeah, yeah. She's, like, in a bunch of action movies. Um, and actually, she's... More so in Madonna music videos, because she's a dancer. What? Yeah. Wait, was
0: she in, holy shit, was she in Climax? Yes, yes. She's in Climax. She's a... Uh, Yeah, okay, I'm... I'm, Yeah, she's in Climax. Yeah, okay, cool. Climax, another one of those movies that I'm like, I put on and then maybe stopped halfway through.
1: I've not really heard many people talk favorably about it, but I'm curious.
0: It's like a music video that went on like way too long. Mm, You know what I'm saying? yeah.
1: Yeah drugs and lots of drugs (laughs) yes like scary drugs (laughs) scary drugs yeah scary drugs are scary um so yeah i mean i say i'm bringing you a shitty bisexual movie but i saw this movie when it came out in theaters like 2017 ish and then i obviously had to rewatch it for the pod and i was like trying not to like it but was super into it and then the more i like looked into the behind the scenes shit i was like this movie's fucking badass for a lot of reasons. Maybe not necessarily the buy reasons, but other reasons. <laughs> and I'm happy with it overall. I think I'm remembering very vividly the like,
0: not the marketing campaign so much as the like trailer that was rolled for it. It's Depeche Mode or something,
1: right? It has a lot of really sick 80s songs yeah. in the soundtrack. Okay, yeah. It's Including coming back Depeche to me mode. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's known for like having really badass like neon lighting, like really Dark and edgy, like pink and blue and green, and then a super badass soundtrack and fight choreo for the gods. Wait, is it was it distributed by Neon? <laughs> no, <Aww. laughs> that would have been funny, huh? that'd have been cute. It was like focus features or something, like it was Work. in the end, it was a big studio, but actually, so Charlize Theron stars in it. She's the atomic blonde, mm-hmm. um, who's actually a spy, but she was presented the idea by the graphic novel writers. They sent her the graphic novel and were like, hey, this can make a great movie, right? And she was like, yeah. And so she took the project and developed it herself over five years or so with her production company, Denver and Delilah. Cool. So she like saw the character and was like, I want this, I want this story, I want to make it, I want to be in control of it. Which I thought was really cool. That is not an origin story of other action movies that I've heard. Not to say it hasn't happened, mm-hmm. but I was like, that was pretty notable to me. Um, and also that... She does fucking as many of her stunts as she physically can. Hell yeah. Like, she trains her shit to the max. Like, Mad Max, Aeon Flux, this <laughs> film. She does all her own stunts. I was so impressed. Actually, can I show you a scene? I just want to, like... Yes. I just want to gag over Charlize a little bit, because she... She knows how to kick Yes. Let's see it. I'm going to put this video in the show notes for you guys and everything else we watched this episode so you can get in on the action. In this clip... Charlie Theron beats the shit out of a bunch of cops. (laughs) This is what I play when I beat up cops. Yes, George Michael.
0: I want her to punch me. It's going to be great for the listener to just hear.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so this is like one of 20 fight scenes in this fucking movie where she's Like, what's notable to me, and what's different about, like, because tons of actors do their own stunts, I can't say that they don't, but what she was able to do was, like, 10, 12, 14 moves in a row, where a lot of action movies, it's, like, one, two, move, all right, pause, all right, one, two, move, pause. Mm -hmm. And they, like, cut all these pieces together really erratically, but this film, there's a scene, a fight scene, that is 10 minutes long, and it's maybe three shots. Whoa. She is kicking so much ass like all the way down this building on the stairs just like she takes out like seven people it's it's a feat and the the clips on youtube if you look up like atomic blonde staircase fight it's honestly breathtaking i do have a deep appreciation for stunt work like i've gagged about like um blocking in the past and i think that blocking and dance choreo and fight choreo like all just have this great like awareness of space that I just like think is really elevated and doesn't really get a lot of attention.
0: Yeah. So much comes through like fighting is choreography and choreography is like body language. And yeah. so much of that comes through, especially in action movies, it's like more, more than language. So yeah. like, when it's done well, it's, yeah, it's just, you're just watching the character dance with other people. It's like lovely. Yeah. You like don't want to blink. You know what that reminds me of? Have you seen Tim Burton's The Batman is, I don't know if that's Tim Burton's, the Catwoman as... um, Michelle Pfeiffer? Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm. They have a shot of her, like Catwoman is supposed to be like hitting the heads off these mannequins. I wonder if I could show it to you. Oh my God, if you have that, I want to see it. No, it's so good. It's basically Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman and she's knocking the heads off of these dummies, like three dummies in a row. And they think that she's going to have to do like 10 or 15 takes of this. And in the first take, she like smacks them all. One after another, and then she like skips around on the whip like a jump rope. It's amazing.
1: <laughs> she, she jump ropes off. The whole crew is like everyone on set has a hard on. Everyone on set. guaranteed she takes a bow because everyone's like, "That's our day, folks." God, she's like snatched in that Catwoman outfit too. So yeah, charlie's trained for four months every day for hours and hours and performed like most of her stunts and uh, her training partner throughout this was Keanu Reeves who was training for John Wick so they would like spar together and became really close friends like in the gym like getting all ripped together
0: I'm just thinking of her like partner at the time that's like oh you want to have dinner (laughs) and she's like I'm actually wrestling with Keanu tonight and you're like okay well
1: I have Brazilian with Keanu
0: (laughs) yeah you're like you're seeing the end of your relationship happening very
1: quickly (laughs) Honestly, if I were to lose my partner to Keanu, I'd be like, "Yeah, fair enough," and I'd probably still go over to their house for dinner when invited. Oh, absolutely, totally cordial.
0: Yeah, like I would tell the story to my friends and be like, "Well, she, you know, sparring with Keanu," and they'd be like, "Oh, we Uh, get it." Yeah, mm -hmm, yeah.
1: mm -hmm. (laughs) So, (laughs) speaking of. Other actors that do their stunts. This is totally off topic, but I found like a list of like these actors have done their own stunts. Tom Cruise, right? And yeah, there's all these like men, and then there's Kristen Stewart got over her fear of horses. To <laughs> complete many of the stunts in Snow White and the Huntsman. No, that trash movie. I was like, this lesbian's not a horse girl.
0: You know, the Venn diagram really doesn't. You know, there's some outliers. There is some outliers.
1: <laughs> it's apparently one. She. Uh, she got acquainted with stunts and breaking dawn. It's like, oh so glad. <laughs> uh, okay, so with this movie lacks in plot consistency. It does make up for and fight choreo. So I'm gonna go through the plot of this movie. Just disclaimer, a lot of it don't make sense. <laughs> there's like fifty MacGuffins. If you're confused. What's a McGuffin? Like uh like something that's gonna come up like um there's like a double agent and there's like a missing link and there's like a phone call that they miss. It's like all these different little Ah, uh, like almost like loose ends. How would you I'm gonna look up what
0: the?
1: I think, like to me, MacGuffin is like just something that serves to for the plot. It doesn't really have a meaning, but it's just like a. But there's probably a good definition also. It's like a. I'd never heard the, that before. It's like a Hitchcock uh, thing. Throwing it, throwing it back to Hitchcock. We love. part <laughs> to Maybe. <laughs> see. Grassy. A MacGuffin is an object that is necessary to the plot and the motivation of the characters, but insignificant, unimportant, or irrelevant in itself. Mm. So yeah, there's all these like set pieces that are necessary to this plot that makes no sense so i'm just gonna (laughs) go through them like they matter and you can be confused with me before i get started some obligatory cast and crew info the director of this film is a man named john leitch um his background is in stunt choreography and he was a stuntman himself and he was an uncredited co-director of john wick which is how i guess Charlize found out about him and she like handpicked him she was like you i want you i want someone stunt focused for this film which I think definitely shows in how the film is made, is like very sexy and the special effects and the choreo is like so good and everything else is kinda like oh. Wait, he was
0: uncredited
1: on John Wick? Why? I have no idea. I think he and his direct he he and his creative partner, who is the credited director of John Wick, I don't know the guy's name like, found it together and started it together, I I never found out why he was uncredited. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's drama there. Yeah, it seems like some tea right there. I can feel it. If anyone yeah. knows the drama behind John Wick, because I've actually never seen those films, but I would watch them. Why not? Um, let a girls know. Um, some other cast members that we'll run across in this film is um, James McAvoy, John Goodman, Bill Skarsgård, Sophia Boutella, who we talked about earlier, the hottie. Um, those are the, those are the people involved. So a quick synopsis, British spy Lorraine Boughton, played by Charlize Theron, is sent into the hornet's nest of Cold War Berlin to recover secret files and uncover a double agent named Satchel. She kicks the shit out of any man that stands in her way. It's my synopsis. <laughs> Satchel. Satchel. That's a stupid name. That's a MacGuffin for you. Yeah, right? <laughs> Satchel Why? And I don't know. They just go what they want. There's another, like, MacGuffin named Spyglass. This is all very, like, spy movie. We're spies. Terminology. Yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. I feel like spies and spy movies would get caught so quickly, you know, because they would show up <laughs> with the name Satchel and they'd be wearing those fucking little gloves and people yeah. would be like, Are you a spy? Are you a spy? I can tell yeah. by the way you're dressed. Yeah, exactly.
1: All right, so movie opens, exterior Berlin Wall, 1989, the end of the Cold War. Um, <laughs> what the fuck's the Cold War? I, I I don't know anything about the Cold War. <laughs> I don't know either. Was, I was hoping you were gonna tell me what that was. <laughs> I would love to say I had like an easy one liner to explain the Cold War to you, but I do not. Russia's got to be in it because it's cold. Russia's in it. I know, like, this is what I know. Berlin is split in two, east and west, which I guess all of Germany is split in two. And there's lots of, like, information and smuggling of information happening and, like, sequits. But, like... Sequins? Sequits? Um, I know
0: what sequins are.
1: <laughs> They're smuggling sequins across the border. That's a war I can get behind. <laughs> um, Lee, do you know anything about the Cold War? I think it's a lot like what's happening today, like nuclear powers and we're not actually fighting a war, but at any moment it could pop off. Yeah, like a power struggle. We went to film school, you guys. (laughs) If you want to know about the Cold War, go to some other podcast, okay? (laughs) We don't do history here.
0: You're like, this is a MacGuffin in the film we're talking about? You don't need to understand the Cold
1: War. Exactly. So we're in Berlin, and we see a man run down and shot in the street. And we learn he's a British spy, and he's killed, and a KGB baddie takes his watch. And that's the opening of the film. So already, things are intense. Um, this guy doesn't know how to kick any ass like Charlie's Theron. Next scene, we cut to our Charlie's intro. She's totally nude in a freezing cold ice bath. She's totally covered in bruises, just like cut, bloody. So hot. So hot. Honestly, you don't see women in action movies like actually get super hurt. So to see her like physically beat up, it's like, hmm. It, it did tell me something about her character.
0: Yeah, women in, in action movies are treated like luggage by, like, <laughs> luggage handlers. Like, they're yeah. literally thrown, like, across the room, <laughs> yeah. like a duffel bag. And, and I'm like, uh, uh. I'm like, that hurts. And she's been running in heels. Like, she's yeah. probably hella busted when she's she comes so home. She's so
1: sore. Mm-hmm. This woman is sore. Um, so, yeah, she's in her ice bath. She's popping pills, drinking her vodka straight. Work. Spy lady self-care is what I call it. <laughs> Um, so then after her bath, she goes into a debriefing room. And there we learn she's an MI6 agent, which means she's a co-worker to 007. Hey. hey. They're, like, in the hallway, like, what's up? Yeah, she's, like, um, basically Jane Bond. Basically. Yeah. And she has to explain herself to two men, one who is her, like, British spy boss, and the other is John Goodman. Like, <laughs> he's, like, a not, CIA agent or something. He's an American. A character. He's just He's just John Goodman. <laughs> he's like, where's my rug? Um... So, the rest of the film is told through, like, this current day debriefing room where she's, like, explaining herself and then, like, flashbacks of what happened. I see. Okay. So, we're kind of, like, going in between these two worlds. So... 10 days earlier. <laughs> um, so yeah, 10 days before that, we see that she is assigned a mission by her British boss guy to go to Berlin and uh, recover a list, a.k.a. the watch that was stolen in the beginning of the film. Um, and apparently this list has the name of every spy, their identity, and all their dirty secrets on it. Okay. Like, someone took the time, like, Excel spreadsheet, like, all right, next line name. Okay, first name, Lorraine.
0: Uh, okay, her first to be name? called Lizzie has a small pug. Favorite color, orange. (laughs) What would like your dirty secret be like? Yeah, what dirty secret of mine could fit very neatly in like an Excel note?
1: Yeah, like in under notes, like. Like bite snails.
0: (laughs) (laughs) God, this just wouldn't exist. But
1: okay, MacGuffin. MacGuffin. So this is, this is the high stakes. I gotta find this list and they call it the list. You know, she's given this mission, and they say they chose her because of her resume. They're like, oh, well, you're fluent in Russian, you're proficient in escape and evasion, and you've never lost a package. Mm. My first euphemism <laughs> for how gay she <laughs> is. Hey. I was like, well, I, too, am proficient in escape and evasion, yeah. being a woman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Also, like, how do they grade her on this? Like, <laughs> like what does a peer performance review for a spy looks like? like? Like,
0: her escape innovation were top-notch, but, like, her safe-cracking, D-minus.
1: D-minus. And she, her Polish is just Proficient kindergarten. Proficient at best. Proficient at best. Yeah. <laughs> so she's told to go to Berlin and meet with some other British agent that's stationed there. Uh, his name is Percival. And this guy, apparently they're like, she's like, well, why don't you just get him to do all this? And they're like, well, he's been there so long that he's kind of become a bit unreliable. Mm. I'm like, okay. So, of course, they're like, hey, this man is unreliable. Let's send this woman in to clean it up. Yeah, honestly. So right when she lands in Berlin, there's like a bunch of baddies that knows she's there and they get her into a car and they're like we're gonna take you to see our boss and she's like you wish and she like beats the absolute shit out of them with a stiletto heel Work. and like wrecks the car and she's just like totally in control it's the first time we get to see her earn all those bruises and it's another great scene i had such a hard time choosing which of these fight scenes to show you because they're honestly all pretty amazing and she's always just like fucking hammering these people it is <laughs> brutal so Percival is there to meet her after all this. It's James McAvoy. How do you feel about James McAvoy? I feel medium to good. Medium to good? Yeah. I'm also in a medium to good. Yeah. I used to have the hots for him during his, like, Atonement era. Have you ever seen Atonement? I was about to say, I thought you liked him. I do. I used to like him more. I'm really more of a New McGregor girl if I had to choose between Scottish actors. That's, I think but, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you and McGregor. Ah... <sighs> uh... uh... Okay. Anyway, so James Mcvoy he's, like, very arrogant. Mm-hmm. He's, like, totally in the scene. He, like, sells booze, like, undercover and stuff. Like, he's in this, like, dark underworld kind of thing, but also a spy. And sure. his name is, like,
0: what? Percival? Okay. Percy? All right. Pertuchus? <laughs> like, the list of stupid <laughs> names. Okay. I, I mean, I'm sure it's
1: fine. I'm sure it's fine. It's fine. Um, so, yeah, so she's in Berlin. She's with Percival. And around this time, she notices a beautiful, dark-haired woman following her in the streets. And she asks Percival, who's that woman following me? And Percival says, you're an attractive woman. You do the math. Oh, my God. Me cute. Me cute. Let's work. <laughs> so, yeah, this attractive woman, of course, is Sophia Boutella. So hot. So great. She's wonderful. Do you want to see a picture of her?
0: Yeah. I know what she looks like, but I just want to see a picture. Okay. Holy shit. What the fuck? Mm. She okay. kind of looks like you. Shut up. She kind of looks like you. Like,
1: if you had micro bangs.
0: Ah, you were, like, making my day right now. She's so hot. Okay, so she has, like, let me just describe her. She has the, like, trifecta, like, has a perfect complexion, dark hair, which I love. And then she's got the bangs, which is, you know, the second part of the trifecta. And then the... Butchin. Mm. Oh, what's it called? That. A cleft, cleft chin.
1: You like cleft chin? I love
0: a cleft chin. I like. I really that. want one, but I mean, obviously, it's not something you can grow.
1: I've been told um, you can get it surgically and <laughs> in- induced and <laughs> <laughs> look like the cleft chin. It's just like <laughs> like the chin from Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah, it's the cleft chin. <laughs> that's what it's called. The I cleft think that's chin. what his
0: name is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the same page. She's so beautiful. I
1: love her chokers. She like wears this choker a lot. It's like multiple thin black cords around her throat. I just think it's very, like, 2004 and all of it. She's giving
0: me, like, James Bond, like, we're going to have sex, but then I'm going to be revealed as a baddie vibes. But, Mm -hmm. like, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, we're cool with it.
1: Yeah, she's got a very small part in this movie, but every time she's on screen, I'm like, yay! Yay. Um, So, yeah, she's wonderful. So, yeah, so Charlize, who, her... Character name is called Lorraine. Should I call her Lorraine or Charlize? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, Lorraine is such not a spy name. Look, they're named like the stupidest Harry Potter fucking names. And then yeah. her name is like Laura. Lo- yeah, it's like a very like librarian name, Lorraine. There's like what pretty. Do you, what do they call her though? Lorraine. Oh, damn. Okay. They call her Lorraine. <laughs> yeah, wow.
0: That's bad. Um, You can call her whatever you want. I'm going to call her Charlize. Okay. Yeah. Okay,
1: great. So Charlize is being followed by this hottie and um, yeah, two more MacGuffins real quick. We learn that there's like a German agent, like a German cop or something named Spyglass who has memorized the entire list. He has like a photographic memory. Of course. So not only do we have to find the list, we have to find and like protect this Spyglass person. And there's also on this list. A double agent codenamed Satchel who is selling information to, like, all sides of the Cold War. So he's, like, a a traitor. Whatever. Okay. On to the next thing. So Charlize goes to a bar to try to suss out some information, and she talks to this German baddie who we know is looking for the list. And the woman, whose name is Delphine. I fucking love that name. Have you ever seen Orphan Black? No.
0: Bitch. I know. Oh my I've seen, like, God. every image of it pasted all over Tumblr. I fucking love Orphan Black. If any of my listeners... My listeners. My. If my if listeners. If any of the listeners here, whom are mine, <laughs> <With> <laughs> at any point to hear me talk about Orphan Black, I haven't stopped talking about it for years, and I would love to talk about it. But um, the love interest of the gay character in that show is named Delphine and she's French and she's perfect.
1: Oh she's also French? French. French. Yeah, this woman is French. She, she is French. Um, she's lovely. Dude, whenever this like hottie started talking and so the French accent, I was like oh. Is that the scene you sent me a gift from? Yeah. I love the like bisexual
0: colors of the scene. Huh? The like the purple, it's like a mix of a pink and a blue yeah. and then purple, which are like it's just how you know bisexuals identify in the yeah. flag
1: yeah that's funny i never caught that
0: no it's so good
1: it is so good and yeah. the neon in her face is beautiful hey good job sam hey a little sticker here you get a sticker uh, you win another shot of tequila yay You doing yeah let's go it's mm. that one didn't go yeah, it's down seven. easy it's for okay. bi inclusivity this is for bi visibility All right, so yeah, so Charlize is at the bar and some German baddie is chatting her up, and Delphine comes over to kind of like save her, you know, like whenever you see your friend at the club like dancing with some guy, she's like, oh, I don't actually want to be in this situation, exactly. Yeah, she comes up and says to him, "Mister Three is not always a crowd, but tonight it is." (gasps) Hi. (laughs) kind of hot
0: you could tell me she's giving her a parking ticket i'd be like ooh, <laughs>
1: oh yeah. how much is it give her that ticket <laughs> so yeah so i would like to call together an episode of buy mythbusters if we will let's let's do it <laughs> can we do the mythbusters intro <laughs> <laughs> i feel like as a bisexual myself like i don't necessarily believe this to be true in terms of like people I know and people I've talked to, but I feel like in media bisexuals are definitely painted as like hypersexual. like yeah. these people want to fuck they want to fuck all the time everyone mm-hmm. and you know what they really love threesomes I, that's Biceps. the case with you threesomes. yeah <laughs> it's so me it's like so me um there's also this other myth that all bisexuals are very hot girls with long hair oh wait hold on that one's the true one
0: yeah i'm like zooming in on lizzie's <laughs> camera i'm like hmm hot
1: girl hair Hmm. true she has hair. yeah she might be by safety mm-hmm. but yeah like at the same time these two women are hot they have a great chemistry i'm i'm here for it like if if it's a choice between charlie Theron, fucking falling in love with like james mcavoy or this like beautiful french spy let's go let's i go completely it. agree yeah um so yeah they like talk at the bar for a while and delphine invites lorraine to meet her at the club the next night she's like oh you can meet me here if you want i will be there waiting for you and then like trumps off oh <laughs> can we hear more of your french accent please <laughs> the next day she meets at contact in his berlin and she said to him it's a soggy bottom You're serving candlestick, (laughs) candlestick. (laughs) Oh my god, that should be uh, candlestick
0: is a gay icon. He he truly is a gay icon. He loves to throw a party. He loves everything in the right place. He does
1: love his French maid, but I'm like, she's kind of a gay icon as well. I think the The candlestick, like, and yeah, duster.
0: the, The candlestick and the French duster is giving like chessie and the yeah. butler parent trap i'm like just, oh my god you don't need to tie Nailed up these it. ends for me they yeah. can just be platonic gay friends you know yeah
1: exactly yeah which, like, he's always like, let's dance, honey. Like, oh, we oui, we oui, let's go sweep the floor. Yeah. So it could be platonic. They just we'll want to dance. Know. They just want to dance. Yeah. We're, <laughs> like, myth-busting
0: <laughs> about bisexual women, and we're like,
1: gay boys just want to dance. They do. These cleaning <laughs> products, these anamorphic cleaning products just want to dance. Yes. Anthropom- anthropomorphic. That's the word, right? I don't or think like we something s- trying in trying out words after
0: the amount of tequila an- we've had. It's a word.
1: And it's a an- MacGuffin.
0: Anthropom... Anthro... Anthropomorphic.
1: Yeah, that's when, like, you're like, oh, this chair is so sad. Or, like, whenever you assign an object, like, personality. Like, we went oh, my from- girl, my little microphone is so cute. Oh, no, no, no. We you went know?
0: from, like, trying to explain the Cold War... <laughs> I am just as unqualified to be talking about this. When you say anthropomorphic, I think of the
1: covers of Animorphs. Mm, Yeah, where it goes from like human to like crab. Yeah. I used to check those out just to look at the cover. I never read a single one. Never read a single one. None of the actual
0: books were good. It's like, oh, surprise, he's a toad. Like, you
1: get it from the cover. Yeah, and there's like 40. Mm -hmm. Huh. What are those books actually about? What were we talking about? Um... Bisexuals (laughs) Bisexuals <laughs> Okay <clears throat> Back in business Back in Berlin Let's let's keep Can we focus on the plot here? Oh please I okay. would love that Thank you You're welcome The next day Charlize meets a contact In East Berlin A.K.A. Bill Skarsgård Who's like a computer nerd And he like becomes her pal And hooks her up with a gun And like gets her stuff Time out real quick yeah. Sorry Keep interrupting Which Skarsgård is Bill? Pennywise Little one, okay. little one. Continue. Yeah. Um, okay. So then, she gets her gun. Whatever. Blah blah. So that night, though, she's got the night off, and she goes mm-hmm. to the club to meet Delphine, and they start to make out like toot sweet, like immediately. Can I see? And it? oh yeah, you're gonna. <laughs> I have a clip for you. I'm just Thank just you. hold your horses. Um, so they start to make out, and. Charlize finds a gun on Delphine and she's like, Delphine, what's with this gun? And Delphine's like, oh, I am a spy as well. <laughs> I'm also a spy. Apparently it's like her first year being a spy. And she's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm over my head. I'm scared. Ah. You're like, this is my first yeah. day. I'm yeah, sorry. exactly. A
0: from- Sometimes you describe movies that I know in my head, like I'm going home and I'm looking up the YouTube compilation of this, like <laughs> yeah.
1: Lorraine and Delphine. There's so many YouTube comp- compilation like fan edits. Oh yes, of oh, like yeah. every genre of music too. There's tons. I'm so there. So yeah, so that's out of the that's out of the way, and so they have sex. They Yay! have sex. They have sex. I have two clips to show you back to back. So in this video, Charlize and Delphine have sex under neon lights and it's super hot you should have become a poet or a rock star so it's bisexual colors again huh? yeah <laughs> hell yeah some broke back mountain shit this is hot So you made contact with the French operative?
0: Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You know when gay people say it gets better, it does. It it does get better, but it doesn't get that
1: good. It doesn't get that good. <laughs> this is ultimate height of fantasy. Whatever, we're fine with it. Okay. So, and this next clip, I want to just go straight into it because it's. Um, so this clip is um, this white man interviewing Charlize Theron there and whatever and kind of like discussing this scene and I I wonder if I'll still laugh I've seen this like 10 times and I still laugh at his question
0: the but but in that scene you know it's it's one of those scenes where that sex scene you know most guys would go oh that's awesome
1: yeah the thing about that scene for me though was that it wasn't it wasn't about two women it was completely about two people
0: yeah (laughs) yeah yeah She's a professional. Because he was like, you know, some some men would see two sex bags fucking, but I see two people. <laughs> you know what that reminds you of? Can I show you something? Oh, please. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh.
1: And she's like, Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: no, it's like actually- I just see
1: two people. I don't see two women at all. Which the she wa- more the so more so bad. Oh my god, she really did keep her cool, and like her answer was very like you know normy, but um, just like whenever, like why does we've talked about this before, and we'll talk about it again, but like why does every like queer sexual encounter have to be like oh well they're just two people it's like if she fucked james mcavoy wouldn't just be like oh i'm so glad they had a sex scene of just two people you know what i mean like yeah it just drives me up the wall and makes me laugh
0: okay lizzie this is a clip from the breakfast club and this is Charlemagne the god asking azalea banks if she makes music for gay people
1: (laughs) one of our interns here uh,
0: she said that you make music for gays i do I'm not the intern. I mean, she looked at me like. <laughs> what's wrong with that? Nothing I at all. Nothing's wrong with it. So? No, I'm saying what it's now? I'm I mean, it's not specifically.
1: <laughs> what now? <laughs> so? What now? Like, why are, Why is this the question you're asking
0: me? <laughs> no, these, these male interviewers, when like addressing, you know, very powerful women in control of their own sexuality, often ask these like really half ass leading questions. Because they think by just prompting them, they'll be like, oh, yes, it was revolutionary. Yeah. The fact that I treated this woman like a woman and we had <laughs> yeah. sex. You know, like, Shirley Saren's like,
1: yeah, you yeah. saw the
0: movie. Like, what?
1: Yeah. And this guy's, like, pretending to be like, well, most guys would just ogle over them and be like, oh, my God, two women having sex. But he's like, but I just saw it as two people. I, I didn't even see that they were, I didn't even look at their tits. I didn't know that they had boobs until yeah. I saw them, so. so I was totally. But but the movie, like whether it meant to or not, like whenever it cuts over to the debriefing room and everyone's really like flustered and uncomfortable, they're like, um, so you made contact with a French operative. <laughs> I laughed my dick off and also kind of rolled my eyes because I was like, it did. It did feel like a gotcha, like caught you looking moment. Yeah. And but also like the sex scene is like, again, it's like peak like fantasy like oh bisexuals are just so hot they'll just like have the fucking banging his ass sex like queer people have awkward sex too not that that's what they should yeah. be showing but it's just like it's just like this perfectly like perfect body is perfect motion and you know their chemistry is undeniable but I, I just laughed at that i was like in this it's a movie you know yeah it's a movie and it's fun to watch Have you
0: known this to be true in your gay, in your bisexual experience that, that you run into
1: (laughs) like women and we just like, like German operatives. Yeah. I once dated a Swedish spy um, and yeah, we just like ate chocolate off each other. Like first 10 minutes, first 10 minutes. (laughs) There was
0: no uncomfortable, like you could actually leave your shoes like at the door, yeah. and then like, I'll get your purse. Like, do you need to use the bathroom?
1: Yeah, Never. and you know, it was just like a really human moment. You know, it's like it's not yeah. even we were like two gendered people. We were just human. You didn't
0: even recognize she was a human being. No,
1: she's not a human. <laughs> she's a spy. Yeah, it's just like okay, y'all. Let's just let's just back it up a little bit. Um, and then like, of course, this came out in twenty seventeen. So I still got like looking into the articles and the. Um, like, any interviews around this with Charlize, like, of course, every article about this part of the movie is angled, like, Charlize shares steamy steamy lesbian love scene in her latest movie. And, like, Charlize, like, how did you feel getting ready for this scene? And she's always like, yeah, like, you know, I, I was intrigued by the idea. It showed that her character, this was interesting, it showed that her character didn't have to fall in love, which is something that the other like action stars like Bond could do, like Bond could fuck four girls in a single movie and no one would be like, oh, he's a slut. He didn't fall in love with any of those girls. Mm -hmm. Like she liked how the interaction was just very like sex. Like we're doing sex now. We're, we have chemistry and like, they have some pillow talk conversations and she does try to give Delphine advice, but it's not like they were falling in love. And I was like, huh, I never thought about that as being like in kind of empowering move for a character. But like, yeah, sure, let's go for it. Yeah, and you see these like
0: weird i wouldn't even call them softball questions but like thrown to like actors who participate in same sex anything in any movie and Charlize theron is like doing handstands kicking ass like backwards with a whip and like she's like so you're talking about this like sex scene i did with another person yeah but not about how like
1: i I jumped off a building
0: yeah i'm like doing this insane fucking stunt work like
1: that's your takeaway okay fine yeah, and she handles it like a champ. And you know, she herself, she's a straight woman, so you know, I this kind of like rounds it out. But so the graphic novel this was based off of, the French spy character was actually a man. Um, so in the Delpho. development, Delphine <laughs> Delfonso. <laughs> so like in the development of the script from graphic novel to screen, um, one of her writers was like, "Well, what if Delphine was a woman? Like, it would make it very interesting." And they were definitely using it as kind of like a commercial thing, like, "Oh, it would separate this from other spy movies because mm-hmm. what other spy movie has a woman at the helm, and much less a queer woman at the helm?" Mm-hmm. And yeah, even though it's kind of like a box checking kind of. Angle for it, like it, the impact is still there, and I'm like, yeah, I'll now know this as like the bisexual spy movie. I mean, we're talking and about it right now, yeah, so here <laughs> we are. So, like, you know, I could roll my eyes on it, I, my eyes at it, and I, or could just be happy with it, and you know, I'm fine with it. Like, why not? Every movie should have. Two women having sex. I I agree. Two people having sex, Lizzie. Come on. I'm so sorry. Yeah, two people (laughs) having sex. Cool. Yeah, sex. Great. Woo, check. Um, So lots more spy stuff happens after this. Um, We figure out that Percival, aka James McAvoy, is trying to ruin all of her plans and take the list for himself to sell information. Surprise, surprise. No one trusts this guy from the beginning. Why should we trust him now? And then Sadly Percival finds out that Delphine has like some dirt on him so he strangles her and kills her. He kills her. Yeah, it's uh, awful. Why'd they have to is, kill the gays? I don't know. And then this is like that one scene where she like kind of gets like like she stabs him like at one point in their like tussle while he's trying to murder her. But it's, like, she could have at least gone out with, like, a bang. Like, she's wearing, like, lingerie. She's got full-ass headphones on. And he, like, sneaks up to find her and, like, strangles her. And I'm, like, okay, what spy wears fucking two headphones at the same time? And, like, who just traips around in their apartment wearing lingerie, like, doing all their work? (laughs) Me. (laughs) I'm so square. Yeah. Um, But, you know, it was just very, like, oh, this, like weak little character I, did, I didn't like how delphine was treated in that moment yeah
0: because like in the graphic novels if her character was a man he
1: wouldn't be killed that way yeah he was shot she just found him shot you're right it was like very sexual like she's like on the bed and he's like strangle her and like is on top of her it's very like invasive and yeah like a punishment for her sexuality exactly 100 mm. percent see you connect those dots for me
0: i'm just mad all the time i'm so mad
1: um but Charlize finds out it's him of course and takes revenge and fucking shoots him and kills him and then she has the list now so fuck you percival yeah in the midst of all this is that crazy like 10 minute fight scene i'm gonna link you immediately after this where Mm -hmm. they like start at the top of the stairs in this building and then like go all the way to the bottom it's crazy it's really really cool um So, yeah, talking about, like, the fight choreo again, like, when I was listening to interviews from, like, the stunt coordinator, they were like, yeah, we were really surprised at how she could do so many moves at once. But they also talked about, like, planning the fights to be, like, hyper-realistic. Like, in the 10-minute stairwell scene I'll show you, like, they start off going at it really hard. But by the end, they're, like, like, wheezing and, like, having to take a minute and, like, just, like, throwing really messy punches and like each person in the scene has like their own personality while they're fighting like it's it's really weird it's like you know they say you're supposed to like write a story with like different voices like every character shouldn't sound the same and in this movie like not every character fights the same and I thought that was really cool it's reminding me of
0: this interview I saw of Robert Pattinson where he's talking about taking this acting note from another actor he was like I'm pretty sure this guy was joking but I do this all the time where like in my head I'll be like It's my character's birthday.
1: (laughs) I won't tell anybody. Hell no. (laughs) Yeah, just add those little extra things. You know, why not? So they're like kicking Charlize's
0: ass and they're like,
1: on my birthday. On my birthday, yeah. She probably gives her like an extra like, "Mm, not on my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) It's my golden birthday. Exactly. Uh, And like they use like I mean, in this scene I showed you, like, they use, like, pots and, like, she'll use shoes and, like, she'll slam a refrigerator door into some guy. Like, she uses her environment. And they said they kind of used that to show, like, how a female fighter could, like, get the upper hand on, like, so many male fighters all at once. is like she would use her environment. Which I was like, this is like an action movie. Like, couldn't she just be, like as strong as a man or something. Like I mean, why do we have to address that? Like, well to make it realistic, we had to like make sure she like took a lot of groin shots. Which like maybe it's realistic. I would go for the groin, but like it just felt like very like, oh and we had to compensate by the fact that, you know, she's a woman fighting some man.
0: I mean fucking James Bond takes on like twenty grown <laughs> right. fucking security guards and it's like they don't have to make him seem worse.
1: Right. Exactly. It's just like can we, why do we have to address it like that? But At the end of the day, whenever she, like, fucking kills a guy with her stiletto, I'm like, all right, woo, more of that, woo, it's sexy, (laughs) so I'm, like, uh, walking contradiction. All right, so at the end of the movie, blah, 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 they're in the, like, present day debriefing room, and she reveals to her boss boys that there's some photos that Delphine took, and she has a tape recording of Percival being satchel like like photos of him selling information and like this recording tape that's like him selling information And she's like well he was satchel so and he's dead now so like whatever and they're like where's the list and she's like i don't know um they're like all okay, right let's just forget this ever happened cool cool but the tape was forged we see like a montage of her like cutting the tape together with like many recordings she had Recorded over many days. And we see her go back to the Russian baddies with the list and go to sell it to them. So, Gasp, she's a double agent. She's Satchel. She's Satchel. (gasps) But she kills them and then gets on a plane. And on that plane at the end is John Goodman. And, Gasp, she's a triple agent. She's actually been American, pretending to be British, pretending to be Russian, pretending to be British this whole time. So she is satchel, but she's also like outside. It's, it's like, okay. Work. Okay. I'm gagged. I was like, so, uh, like, the gags kept coming and I kept being like, then, ah, and then, ah, and then great. Uh, and then, whatever. Cool. She's American. Got it. Um. So yeah, that's the end. Woo! So I tried not to do a lot of homework for this episode, but I did do a little bit of homework. Um, so when I was reading about Charlize, like producing this with her production company, it was referred to as a low budget action movie with a budget of a tight 30 million. And I I rolled my eyes. I was like, oh, 30 million low budget. And I compared it to some other films. And so by comparison, the last Spider-Man movie, like the one that just came out, had a budget of 200 million. Jeez. So, like, six times that. And fucking Bruce Almighty had a budget <laughs> of triple that with $85 million. So I was like, holy shit, this is a low-budget movie. So, like, the well, fucking wage gap is real. It makes sense because, like, they're using most of
0: their action is in stunts rather than, like, these massive, like, buildings falling down or, like, whatever they fucking do in Bruce Almighty where he makes – he parts the cars or – I don't know what he
1: does. No, I think it's low-budget because sh- – it was a movie about a woman kicking ass. And no one wanted to fund it. No one wanted to give them more. In fact, she probably found that fucking money herself. Charlize for Spider-Man. Charlize. Whoa. Wouldn't
0: that be hot? That would be hot. Like Peter older Parker. lady.
1: <laughs> older lady. Peter Parker.
0: Yeah, they Patricia did a multiverse Parker. where every man in the world got to be Peter Parker. Why not Charlize?
1: Yeah. Why not like a single... There was, there was there some oh, in girls the, in the multiverse. In the, yeah, in the cartoon one. Yeah.
0: There was like a Japanese girl.
1: Mm-hmm. And then. There was like a American girl. Yeah, like, yeah. Like a
0: punk rock kind of girl. Yeah, I think so. And if it's, we're talking the multiverse, the the chances of your baby being a girl are higher than the chances of your baby being a boy. So why is there more boy Spider-Man than girl Spider-Man? More girl Spider-Man is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Thanks. I'm with you. Thanks. Um, so yeah, fucking I think it's like a gender thing, but so this film and a bunch of reviews on like Letterboxd and like variety and shit, they like always kinda compare it to Bond and the Born Identity series. <laughs> but I'm like, you can suck my ass because those movies have literally ten times more money. Mm-hmm. And I think that this film though, the plot was a little like, either like, the way they pulled everything off, like, it looks like a hundred thousand, a hundred million dollar movie, you know? Yeah, it does. And they, they didn't seem to skimp. And there's plenty of stars in it. Like, so, I don't know how they pulled it off. I, I think it's a great film. Is it a great film? I think it's a movie I would watch again. Oh, and there's a sequel coming, apparently. No way. Yeah. Does she get to be by there, too? She must bet a goddamn be. I'm not watching if she's not. I'm not watching if she's not. I guess that doesn't go away, even if she has, like, a sex scene with a man, this one. But, like, you know, that's not what we're here for. That's not why we're talking about it on the podcast, guys. (laughs) No. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So, yeah, what do you think? Let's download. I,
0: like I said, I probably will go immediately after this and look up the compilations of them, like, making eyes at each other. I probably won't revisit the movie unless... The sequel is as gay, or if mm-hmm. not gayer.
1: We should start, like, writing reviews incessantly and, like, emails. I mean, now that I know her production company name, I can just send them an email and be like, please, 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 please. Please, please, please. please. It would mean the please, world please, to please. two gay people in New Orleans. Two. <laughs> A whole two. A whole dose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. I'm,
0: I'm ready for it. I feel like they'll
1: do it. Why not? It worked so well the first time. You want to score this, bitch?
0: Yeah. Okay, subtextual listeners, the score... Subtextual score breaks down to how gay is it? How good is it? It's averaged out of 10. So Lizzie, how gay is it? It's 10. Yeah. I it a ten. Very gay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how good
1: is it? Well, you have to say how gay is it. I said 10 for sure. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Oh. Gay sex. Um, how good is it? I should give it a lower score, but I'm going to give it a 7. I really liked it. I'm going to give it a 5
0: because I just couldn't finish it, but... I like what's what's going on. Yeah. That's a
1: subtextual score of 8 out of 10. All right. See, look, you can take a movie with a bad plot, put some gay segs in it, mm-hmm. get you almost a 10, baby. Yeah. This movie is done <laughs> better than like... <laughs> Some other really great ones. I need to just like keep like a little file of like all of our movies and their rankings right here. so yeah. we can Refer back. Yeah. Because some of them have gotten pretty low scores. Yeah. We should
0: really compile and then keep a Ooh. just have it and see who it kicks out of the top 10. <gasps> okay. We're going to do that. You work on that. You're the Virgo. I know. And I, the coder. As soon as I said it, I'm like, I'm doing that. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, Sam, what did you learn? What did I what have I taught you? I've learned so little. <laughs> But it feels oh, like a, a
0: large amount. I don't know. Um, this movie feels to me like packing peanuts where there's like there's a serious volume of stuff. Mm. But like when I think back on it, I'm like, I remember a few things. Um, what were those things? I don't know, what were the things? If you're going to do a spy movie and people have names like Satchel, your main character's name should not be Lorraine.
1: Yes. The very least, just like, not that. Yeah, like Sasha, even. Or like, Stringa. Stringa? Valeria. Stringa? (laughs) Stringa. Is that like an Ikea piece? (laughs) A Stringa base. (laughs) Yes.
0: What did you learn?
1: Um, I learned that Kristen Stewart is now officially a horse girl.
0: Yes, she is. Good for her conquering her fear of domesticated animals <laughs> <laughs> subtextual is produced by lee garcia and bruno doria engineered by lee garcia your hosts are lizzie guitro and sam de La fuente editing by lizzie music by dj no follow us on instagram twitter tiktok and letterboxd at subtextual pod if you'd like to support the show
1: feel free to find us on patreon.com slash subtextual pod